0: The Year Universal Century 0092 Neo-Xeon remnants on the surface of Earth were in shambles following the events of the First Neo-Xeon War. The new leader of comes to the fore and prepares for a final conflict with the souls weighed down by gravity. This manga is by Kazuhisa Kondo and was made in 1988 and features Xeon forces trying to flee the Earth before the events of Universal Century 0093. This podcast features events between Double Zeta Gundam and Shara's Counterattack, which will have spoilers. If you have not seen these shows yet, then please be warned. Now on to the show. Chapter 3 Escape. The Galo transport continued to fly towards its destination. A Xeon officer got on the PA and announced, We will soon arrive at point 285. Interceptor squad, prepare for launch. In the launch bay of the massive air transport, Apollo's ready for takeoff. She was in a storm Jaeger, codename ORX005EX. She was performing last-minute checks before launch with a deckhand. She was getting last-minute instructions. Ensign Meyer, I think you know this already, but we need to temporarily gain air superiority. Don't go chase the enemy too far out. The confident officer replied, "I know. You don't have to repeat it so often." Who the hell do you think I am? I'm Meyer, the witch of Sirius. Take off. Ensign Meyer's craft took off from the Gau along with other Sturmjagers flying closely behind. Lieutenant Brown's 511th Autonomous Mobility Brigade Rearguard was overwhelmed by Federation forces and was cut off from the main group. During several days of intense fighting to maintain the front line, the brigade lost half of its combat strength and was close to destruction. Lieutenant Brown had little choice and decided to direct all of his remaining operational units at the weakest point in the Federation line to break through. Although the several dozen units he had would not suffice, he received word that he would get help. A Gundam Mark II stood guard in the distance. Two ground troops were enjoying a quiet moment as he lit a cigarette. All of a sudden, the Mark II has hidden an exploded from the midsection. The unexpected explosion scared the two ground soldiers. One of them shouted, It's the Xeon! Meanwhile, VO and a high-zak zoom past. Two more Federation suits came under fire, including another Mark II which was destroyed with a headshot. The advancing column Zeon suits opened heavy fire and destroyed the GM as well. The Zeon tank came under fire. Its operator got on communications. Elba-1 to Elba-2, we're under attack. We won't be able to hold them off if this continues. Preconysis. Federation Mobile Suit was partially hidden in the ditch, requesting immediate assistance. A goblin mobile suit spotted the suit in the distance and approached. It opened fire and destroyed it. The Federation forces opened fire in the rapidly advancing line of Xeon suits. Several mobile suits were destroyed as the O2 and the Garudoga moved forwards. Lieutenant Brown gone the communicator and ordered his troops to don't stop moving. You'll be an easy target. On his sensor, he noticed the group of Federation mobile suits kept on advancing and cursed. A Isaac mobile suit to the right of the O2 exploded. A Dowage holding a bazooka tried to return fireballs out of ammunition. To the dismay of Lieutenant Brown, a GM started to shred the Dowage in what looked like a Goof mobile suit. He ordered mobile suits without ammunition to fall back, but units that still were armed to advance to the front. The fight became even more desperate as Zetas in way brighter form flew over the massive O2 mobile suit and ground mobile its approaching and firing. The Xeon units were being shredded despite every attempt to at trade shot for shot. They were simply just outnumbered. Is this really it? Just a few more meters until we break through. All of a sudden, a Zeta was hit with a massive blow. The Sturm Jager squadron appeared, led by Ensign Meyer, and fired on the Zeta squadron. The Ensign got on the communicator and told the Lieutenant that the squadron will give some air cover. They'll cut across them, A woman. Got it. We're counting on you. And Samaya responded, leave him to me. The Zadism Stern Jaegers danced in the sky, flying in the air and firing on each other. One Stern Jaeger transformed into a more humanoid form and engaged with the Federation ground mobile suits. It was at this moment that Lieutenant Brown ordered the Zeon remnants to escape and burst through the Federation lines. On Lieutenant Brown's display, a Xeon officer requesting help. This is the flagship Gaia. Were pinned down. Requesting assistance from the advanced forces, Lieutenant Brown responded, saying, I read you. I'm on my way. Just sit tight. The Gaia was surrounded by explosions in the air on the ground. Several of young mobile suits were around the cruiser, trying to destroy the Federation aerial units. Some VO2 appeared from the smoke and engaged with the Federation units. He told the cruiser that they should launch, and he would cover their withdrawal. The L was covering its escape as it took off. Suddenly, there was a massive explosion from the Gaia. The ship's commander was coughing from the smoke that emanated the ship and ordered a damage report. Second and third gun in places damaged, no contact with the maintenance section, output down 30%, we're dead in the water. The cruiser crashed back to the ground. Lieutenant Brown asked what happened. Suddenly, the Double Zeta appeared with his twin-barrel beam rifle aiming at the O-2. It opened fire, and the Xeon unit was surrounded by an explosion. The Double Zeta pilot wondered out aloud if it had destroyed the unit. Suddenly, the O emerged and rushed the Double Zeta headlong. The Gao started to descend. It informed Allied units and rescue crews to prepare to retrieve the crew of the Gaia. The Double Zeta and the O were engaged in a fierce melee combat as one of the subarms of the O was deployed with a beam saber drawn. Several Marasi-S units emerged from the downed cruiser. They indicated they had retrieved the crew and were headed back to the Gaw. An operator on the Gaw informed Lieutenant Brown that the rescue operation was complete and that he should return to the ship. Brown realized he was unable to and told them to take off without him. The Gaw captain said that he wouldn't leave him behind. Several marked to his advance and opened fire on the Gaw. Brown ordered them to take off. The captain ordered the mass of transport to launch. The double Zeta was still engaged with the O. The pilot said, You're not making this easy, are you? Its head mounted beam cannon started to glow in fire. It heavily damaged the O. The double Zeta then knocked the O to the ground. The god was able to take off and was able to escape. Lieutenant Brown emerged from the cockpit with the double Zeta standing over it. He looked out and also saw several GMs and Mark IIs facing him with their rifles aimed at him. Looks like it's time for my retribution, huh? Suddenly, the group of Federation mobile suits came under fire. Ensa Meyer approached him with her Sturm Jaeger upside down in her cockpit open. Grab my hand. Hurry! She was able to rescue Lt. Brown, exchange fire with the ground mobile suits, and was able to escape following the Gaul transport with several Federation ground mobiles that's left behind. This chapter reveals some intense combat. I enjoy the fact that even though the Zeon forces are well led, they're outnumbered and outgunned by a pursuing large, very large pursuing Federation force. They seem to be competently led as well, by Lieutenant Brown. The compound appeared quite desperate on the part of the neo forces. Admittedly, I'm not a fan of the sex that was featured in this manga. First of all, Instant Maya is the first in-con character that we see in this manga who is a woman. She appears to be a courageous pilot and a bit of a badass. When her squad of storm arrived to save Lieutenant Brown's team, his initial reaction was to say, A woman? I mean... Many officers and soldiers were serving in both of the Federation Neo-Zeon forces. Besides, Kisilya Zabi and Haman Khan were major and influential leaders of Zeon. So why would Lt. Brown be surprised by a capable ensign that was there to save his behind? The Sturmjäger is a Neo-Zeon mobile suit. Translated in English, it means storm chaser from German. It takes its cues from the gapland of the Titans that was featured in the Grips War like the Gaplan to transform a mobile suit that's capable of launching into orbit, it is a highly maneuverable and armed with gun gunpods mounted on the shoulder. It is interesting that the neo Zealand forces have taken Titan's units and incorporated them into their arsenal following the end of the Grips Wars. That actually kind of makes sense in terms of the production of equipment that they have on the surface of the Earth. The likelihood of them to create their own designs would be somewhat limited, so it makes sense for them to steal or rather borrow some stranded units and use them for their forces. Other such units would include also the O, that was modified and made even more massive into the O-2 which was Lieutenant Brown's unit. The Sturmjäger I mentioned was a modified version of the Gapland. The Marasai, which is admittedly a mono-I unit that looks like a Xeon unit, was ultimately used by the Neo-Xeon remnants. Chapter 4 Breakthrough A familiar face is planning for his counterattack. See what I did there? Xeon officers look much like panzer troops. Finally, we see the introduction of a powerful Federation in Xeon Mobile suit. Please be sure to check out the Twitter page at Gun and Sentinel 2, Instagram at Gun and Sentinel Podcast, or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash group Gun and Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate and give a review on whatever means you listen to this podcast. Tell you Gundam loving and tell your Gundam-loving Otaku friends to check it out. Until next time.